Welcome to Grandma and Her Gummies, a fun and educational podcast about real-life cannabis stories and lessons for safer cannabis use for everyone. If you're looking for ways to ease pain, inflammation, anxious feelings, or just want to chill and get better sleep, we'll share with you the latest scientific research and tips about cannabis products and innovation, which just might help improve your quality of life. Listen in for the basics about cannabis and walk away with important resources and education. But most of all, have fun and enjoy the cannabis stories. Want to share your cannabis story? Contact us at grandmaandhergummies.com. Hello to my cannabis curious listeners. Welcome and thanks again for joining us today. I'm Steve with the Cannabis Wellness Group and the host of Grandma and Her Gummies, our educational podcast with real life cannabis stories and resources for safe and effective cannabis use. As I like to say, it's not about getting high. It's about getting better, better sleep, better relief, and a better quality of life. Well, today we have Wit Wacker, a registered nurse in Colorado with LEAF 411. Wit is the nurse manager extraordinaire, as I like to say, at the nation's first national nurse hotline. And she manages the nurses at LEAF 411 who help cannabis curious people like you and me to address our questions or our concerns and sometimes our excitement about how cannabis can help improve our life. So I've asked Wit to join us today and talk about a very important topic, and that is drug-to-drug interaction with cannabis. Meaning, if you're thinking about adding cannabis to your health and wellness routine, what drugs might be impacted that you're taking? And since many of us take more than one, two, some even more than three prescription drugs, this is a very important topic to educate yourself on. And rest assured, we'll give you some references and links to resources following this episode so that you can do your own research and your own journey, finding what's going to work for you. She's got some really good news and some really good resources to share. But as always, it's important for you to talk with your healthcare provider. I'm not a doctor. Nurse Witt is a registered nurse, and uh, she's going to lead us through that. So Witt, welcome again. Um, maybe say a hello to the group and the, the fans who are listening. Hey, Steve. Hey, listeners. Thanks for having me on the podcast again. <laughs> My pleasure. Well, um, before we we jump into it, maybe just give a, a brief recap of the number of calls that Leaf 411 gets and why you guys are just really doing some great work out there, but you got a lot of resources that you can give and a lot of stories and a lot of experience with cannabis. Yeah, Steve. So we've collected over the past five years, roughly about 10,000 calls from not only the United States, but from locales um, in the Middle East and, and uh, Asia as well. So, mm-hmm. you know, we, we are here to help educate, guide, and direct those who have basic cannabis questions. Um, And if we can't answer, we're not going to leave you hanging. We'll give you direction to someone who can help you for that long-term chronic need. Mm -hmm. Well, it's great. And that's why I think what you guys have been doing and continue to do is so important. Part of Grandma and Her Gummy's mission is to educate everybody, really from the things of the very basic components of the cannabis plant, but to educate on resources and questions to ask. So, Today, we're going to talk about how drugs can interact with cannabis. Let's talk, let's start off by what, how safe is cannabis? What, what's the safety profile look like? That's a real good question, Steve. And cannabis is a safe plant to ingest. There are a few caveats. 
And I'm going to give you kind of the bookends of the current research. So in 1999, the Institute of Medicine, uh, which was the most comprehensive review of cannabis safety profile to date, stated that it's, it's void of adverse effects, but rather a single plant with many actions. Now, that other bookend to our research that was published in 2022 out of Australia followed roughly 4,000 patients over two years. And the most reported side effects of, of, uh, were mild. Uh, they were reported to be sedation or sleepiness or, or dry mouth, where those that were considered severe were reported in 77 of the patients, and those were hallucinations and mania. The point in me bringing up those two bookend research articles as well as the two bookends of the adverse effects is that, you know, dependence, all of this depends on the consumer. CBD is well tolerated with mild side effects and THC does have other side effects. But the point here is that in general, cannabis is a safe plant to ingest. Great. Great, great, great. That's. Uh, let me just point out a few things. This yes, is sir. so important. So these are reports that that the first one or the second one had almost four thousand patients, and less than two percent had that adverse effect of hallucination or mania. Right, seventy-seven patients. Mm -hmm. So that tells me that ninety-eight percent had a pretty okay ride with it, and there weren't too many side effects that were severe, other than sedation, dry mouth, stuff like that. The other thing you pointed out was very interesting, a single plant with many actions. So for our listeners, we typically in Western society and medication and our approach to healthcare, we have one pill that addresses one disease. It's a very one-to-one. -one. And what's so unique about botanicals and cannabis in general, it's, it's one plant, but it can help with multiple issues. And that's where it's magic happens, but it's also where it's a bit complex when you're taking other, other drugs. Did I, did I kind of get that right, Wit? Yeah, you absolutely did, Steve. Um, there, there's the theory out there that cannabis is a little promiscuous, specifically THC. So back to that, you know, one molecule with multiple effects. Kind of cool and kind of difficult for us to wrap our heads around when the last 50 years has been all about a single molecule lab created with a single action. Yeah, yeah, indeed. So let's talk a little bit about maybe the difference between THC and CBD to level set for people. Yeah, that, you know, these two are absolutely different chemicals from the cannabis plant, and they produce very, very different effects. You know, CBD and what's, what is out there and on shelves today is federally legal. It's non-impairing, non-intoxicating when used uh, by the instructions for use from the manufacturer. However, it's a non-regulated product. So we do have to look at those with a little bit more of a keen eye. THC on the other end of the spectrum is absolutely a molecule that can cause intoxication and impairment. And this is the, the molecule from the cannabis plant that's been stigmatized for far too long. However, this THC is what's responsible for having your pain relief reduced um, along with a little bit of CBD. And, you know, we're not getting into that deep conversation here. But the point here is that intoxication from THC is not always necessary to re receive medicinal benefit. And as a side note, THC is state regulated. It is still federally illegal. So anything that has 0.3% THC or more is going to be sold only within your state lines. 
but if it's got 0.3% THC or less, it's going to be considered hemp, can be shipped and sold across state lines, and is most likely has a higher abundance of CBD. So hopefully that demystified the difference between CBD and THC in our cannabis plant. Yes, yes, indeed. And and for any of the listeners that that want to go back and get a little more detail on that, episode number three of Graminer Gummies goes into a lot of detail about the differences. We talk about more details that could be important for someone that's just learning about cannabis and they really want to know the difference, but I appreciate the, the high level you gave us. Now, a bit of a spoiler alert, just so those that are listening, we're going to talk about lots of the interactions, but if you're taking a statin or a blood thinner or SSRI, you know, things like Cozar or Lexapro or Crestor, we're going to talk about those. So stay tuned. We're going to keep going here, but I just want to let know, let people know that it's coming up. We're going to talk about it. What's the key thing when a drug interacts with another? Is it the way our body breaks it down? That indeed is a part to all of this. So what I hear you specifically talking about in the scientific world are pharmacokinetics and pharmacodynamics, what a drug does to the body and what the body does to the drug. You know, and Steve, these really are consumer dose and route dependent when it comes to the cannabis space. Um, Just because we're sitting here talking about these risks for drug interactions to occur doesn't mean that they will. So here's what could happen in certain situations in those consumers, a drug may be enhanced, it may be blocked, or it may have no effect on the cannabis that was consumed. Because this cannabis product is metabolized by the same CYP enzymatic pathway in our liver that other pharmaceutical drugs are metabolized by, that's why we have to be aware of these potential drug interactions between that drug, your body, and the cannabis. Remember, just because we're talking about an interaction potentially could occur doesn't mean that it will, but understanding that these two are being metabolized by that same liver pathway is of utmost importance. Great. Okay. Let me try to add a flavor to this. For people that are taking an edible or enjoying a gummy, any type of edible with cannabis goes through first pass metabolism. Basically, it means it goes through our livers. So this is what we're talking about, I believe, right? Is is typically something inedible. If someone's smoking a joint, if someone's taking, um, you know, rubbing on topicals, that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about drugs that you're also taking in pill form, most likely, right? Like a heart pill or something and an edible that you're also taking, you're eating. Is that, Mm -hmm. is that right? You are correct on that thought process, Steve, because yes, when we inhale a cannabis joint or flower, that our lungs are the, are the main absorbing organ of that. Yes, some cannabis can get into our bloodstream and, and get circulated in our liver, but that risk is reduced because again, that organ is the lungs where yes, when you swallow a product, it goes through our stomach. That first pass metabolism that you're talking about can convert that Delta 9 THC into a more potent Delta 11. So that's why that low and slow approach is so important when it comes to THC edibles, um, because, you know, it, it, first of all, it heavily depends on your metabolism. If you're a fast metabolizer of food, that cannabis could hit you a little bit quicker, where if you're a slow metabolizer, it might take a little bit longer for you to feel that effect. 
But the point here is that once your stomach is done doing all of its due diligence, it's going to send that blood over to your liver. And boop, that's where those medications are also being processed by your liver. So Steve, you're exactly right. That first pass metabolism is different than any other route of cannabis ingestion, smokables, topicals, transdermal patches. Yes, sir. Yeah, good. So everyone just to just to know that if you're if you're doing those routes, smoking, transdermal patch, a topical, that's not what we're talking about on today's episode. We're really talking about an edible, um, a gummy, a brownie, a capsule, a tablet, all Tincture. the different forms, tinctures as well. Um, that that can that can basically go in there. And from my non-scientific point of view, it's basically let's say you take them at the same time. They're down, they're going through your liver, and now they're fighting to get to that certain enzyme and that certain receptor. And that's where the the interaction might happen. Is that right? That's correct. Yes, sir. Again, you know your body best. And as practitioners, you know, again, there's a lot of research that still needs to be done on the specific drug interaction with CBD or THC. But what we have is very promising. And Steve, this, you know, I think is important to bring up the interaction checkers that are available online, um, mm-hmm. as well as the books that are available out there. There's one in particular that I think is really cool and important to highlight. Um, and that is uh Pain-Free with CBD, Everything You Need to Know to Safely and Effectively Use Cannabidiol, written by Alice O'Leary-Randall and Eloise Thiessen. They have a chart in there that highlights the most prescribed drugs and how it interacts with cannabis. Now, this is just a basic guide, but at least it gives some sort of information as to what could potentially happen. Mm -hmm. Other resources online like drugs.com or the uh, interaction checker at go.drugbank.com are also very helpful in understanding these potentials. Yes. Okay. So, so the first one you mentioned is a, is a book, right? Yes. Pain-free. Yes, sir. Tangible okay. object that can be purchased on Amazon or at your local bookstore. There we go. All right. That's great. And, uh, and we know that those are really, really good charts to look at. The other ones are online and someone can go in there and put your drug in there the name of it, whether it's the prescription name or the, what do they call it? A retail name. And then you can add in CBD or you can add in THC. And then it spits out whether it, there's an interaction, how serious it might be and what to look out for. And that's definitely informative that you can go back and chat to your doctor about it with, you know, um, I think that that puts you at the center of your own medicine. To our listeners who are probably scurrying to write this down, that will be listed in the show notes as well. So you know where to go. What specific conditions? I mean, there's really a f- just a few that are ones that pop up. Let's talk about the, the specific conditions that could be affected. Absolutely. There are some drugs of concern, pharmaceutical drugs of concern. And those that we typically talk about are those statins, the blood thinners, blood pressure medications, SSRIs and opioids, because we know the majority of those drugs are also metabolized by that same liver pathway. Mm -hmm. Okay. Statins. That's basically most of us taking that for cholesterol. I take one of those. So I have been cautious and careful with it, but have had no issues. Yeah. And Steve, tell me on the side of your bottle of that statin, is there like a grapefruit warning? Like, Hey, don't drink some grapefruit juice with this. Cause it could block the action of it and cause more in your bloodstream. Tell me about that. <laughs> Indeed. In fact, I am not a big fan of grapefruit anyway, but 
I've heard, yeah, first of all, yes, that's on the side of it, but I've also heard that if any drug has an interaction with grapefruit, it's one to look out for with CBD. That indeed is true. And that goes back to our conversation we just had about that enzymatic pathway in our liver. Um, we know that grapefruit can um, reduce the ability for that enzyme to work effectively. Um, so that's why that warning is on the side of the bottle for those statins. Um, and, and same is for cannabis. Um, however, it's dose dependent, but again, doesn't need to be ignored. Definitely needs to be reviewed and taken into consideration. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So again, statins, blood thinners, blood pressure meds, SSRIs, opioids. If anybody's taking those, we're talking to you. Let's give some examples of, of those perhaps to maybe some brand names and stuff. You got it. You got it. So Losartan, which is Kozar, this is a blood pressure medicine that a lot of people I'd imagine are, are prescribed. So according to the chart from uh, pain-free with CBD, uh, they report the monitoring, the need to monitor for the potential increase in drug effect with CBD. So again, going back to that grapefruit juice conversation, um, potentially could increase the statin. Same story goes here for this blood pressure medicine. Mm. So you got to, got to be aware of that, Steve. And then there's the SSRI Lexapro. Again, according to their chart, um, there is the potential to increase the effects of Le Lexapro, but here's where it's important to understand this could be used to the uh, patient's advantage. And this is going to be a conversation with the prescribing provider, but if CBD enhances the effect of that Lexapro, doesn't it stand to reason you could reduce that once you find the appropriate level of CBD? And here's where we talk about reducing the dose of the pharmaceutical medication with the help of your prescribing provider, utilizing CBD, a little bit more natural medicine that has maybe a different risk versus reward profile that you, you review for yourself and move forward from there. And then another one, we talked briefly about that statin, but the chart does suggest, you know, just monitor for that potential increase in the drug effects with the CBD use, reverting back to the conversation about our grapefruit juice. And that statin, I think you mentioned, was that Crestor? Yes, sir. Thank you, Crestor or Rosuvastatin. Okay. Like, I guess they could be Lipitor or, or any of those mm -hmm. if it's a statin. Mm -hmm. So interesting that the, the biggest effect is they can take, let's say you're taking 10 milligrams of something and you have CBD as well as part of the routine, that 10 milligrams might act like it's 20 milligrams because of what you just said, it increases the effect of it. And potentially, what, potentially. And so if that's the case, your healthcare provider can see that and help monitor that and maybe reduce, reduce the, the milligram of that specific drug. And perhaps maybe even reduce the, the amount, the number, and oh, who knows, maybe even the cost. Quite possibly. Well, thank you for those. Those are those are brand names that I think everyone's heard of. What about, let's say somebody's listening right now, what should they be thinking about? So, you know, I think that informing your PCP and, and thinking about their own patient-centered care, you know, no drug is without a risk versus reward profile. Um, but when it comes to cannabis and prescribed pharmaceuticals, I encourage journaling. So you know how you're feeling with the current cannabis products that you're taking, as well as those pharmaceutical medications that are being prescribed. So you can have an informative and transparent conversation with your medical provider to ensure the effectiveness of the products they have prescribed 
as well as the over-the-counter pro cannabis products of your choice um, to make sure that they are effective. So that's what I like to, to encourage, um, you know, when we're talking about this with our prescribing provider. We don't need to shy away from these conversations because as medical practitioners, we are well aware that patients are using cannabis, but now let's understand the effectivity and the safety profile of it. And there are resources and advocates out there that can have this conversation with you. But at the end of the day, be your own advocate when knowing the drugs you're taking, the amounts of cannabis you're taking, and those potential risks of drug-to-drug -drug interactions. Right on. All right. On. One of the resources you've talked about, and you know, I, I highly respect this, this company, the brand called Healer, healer.com and healer i have seen their journal they give with some of their products and ba basically it's a little handbook it says what day it is you write down the date what medication you're taking what time you took it and then you kind of monitor that and and i think what you're saying is it can be just a, a piece of paper it can be a, a little notebook whatever it is and over a week over a month you'll begin to understand the trends that you can have you and your doctor evaluate more, less, stay on the same track. Absolutely. Right? Yes, sir. Uh, Healer does a fantastic job of providing those journal books, um, you know, inventory sheets, as I believe he calls them. Um, <laughs> again, putting you at the center of your care, understanding how cannabis is, is meeting your needs, whether those goals are improved sleep, um, better quality in, in pain relationship. Um, you know, just, just like your slogan says, a better quality of life. And that can definitely be met through journaling your cannabis journey. So journaling is one step and that's something we can do. What about working with your healthcare provider, your doctor about monitoring the different levels? When it comes to talking to your medical provider about wanting to use cannabis, understanding what's in your product, verifying that, that there's a COA, having those resources of the drug bank or the drug interaction checker, knowing that you may need to go through repeat blood scans for certain drugs and to understand the therapeutic window and having your doctor aware that you're trying a hemp or cannabis product may skew those results. And, and this is why we need to have that conversation with them. Not saying that it will happen, but again, to have that transparency so your risks are reduced and your rewards are enhanced. Great, that's so important, Whit. Uh, just so I can kind of recap for everybody, cannabis has a safe profile quite a safe profile. In fact, I think you mentioned there's never been an overdose death from cannabis, correct? That is correct. If it has been, it's been from unwanted other adverse effects not related to cannabis ingestion. It needs to be noted, Steve, that physiologically we don't have those cannabinoid receptors in, in the breathing centers in our brain. So take, for example, opioids. Respiratory depression is a big issue. Stopping your breathing. That's why, you know, it's always important in, as nurses to, to be monitoring respiratory rates in the hospital. Well, cannabis is so safe that there is no receptors in our brain, thus not risking any sorts of stopping your breathing um, and, and therefore lends to a higher safety profile than many of the pharmaceutical meds prescribed today. That's just one uh, example of how cannabis is not like the current drugs available. Yeah, this is a pretty big one. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> breathing's kind of important. I'm going to continue to do it as long as I can.
Kind of so, high on the priority list for sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so so great. It's high, safe profile. Um, there could be potential interactions. Not always, but there could be. These are with a specific set of drugs and conditions, um, such as statins, blood thinners, blood pressure medication. Um, it's important for people to journal, keep track of your thoughts and the way you're feeling as you go through the first few weeks. And it's always important to discuss with your healthcare provider, and they will probably want to monitor the blood work so they can see if there's a need to increase or decrease the medications, or perhaps even stop cannabis, right? It, it, could, be, mm -hmm. it could be either of those. But I think as a recap, that's what we wanted people to hear a little bit about, should I be worried? What should I be worried about if I'm taking this list of medications? Where can I go to find out what these medications are compared to CBD and THC when they're taken together and the interactions? And then a few steps um, to take themselves and with their doctor. Did I capture all of that correctly? Yes, sir, you did. Um, one last thing I kind of like to hang my hat on there is, you know, remember, there is a dose dependent relationship between cannabinoids and adverse effects. The more cannabis you ingest, the higher the likelihood of an adverse event happening. This is the bi-directional effect where low doses clearly may not impact you as the consumer, but high doses may miss the mark of your goals, making, excuse me, risking you feeling worse. So, Again, reiterating this low and slow approach when we're beginning a cannabis re regimen, you know your body best and you may be sensitive to a plant constituent that I am not. So something at one milligram that impacts me may not even impact you until 20 milligrams. There, there are so many unknowns with the cannabis medicine and the drug to drug interactions, but here's the deal journaling and you being the center of this patient, this, this care is of utmost importance. And then at the end of the day, communicating that to your medical provider and those in your care will only spell out better success for you. Because cannabis is different for everybody. And I've seen that with the different nurses and the different people that are not healthcare providers talk about it. For me, I'm a lightweight when it comes to THC. And I typically like it for medicinal purposes rather than recreational purposes. For me, it was about two to five milligrams of THC, or as I used to call myself during my college days, the one hit wonder. So <laughs> really low, you know, I see people that can, can manage five milligrams, 10 milligrams, but man, I don't see how people can take over 10 milligrams. I know everybody's different. That's, this is just me and I'm not a doctor. When it comes to CBD though, I'm actually closer to 25, 40, maybe even 50 milligrams throughout the day. So I could do three times 10 milligram doses or two 25s. And that is a higher one. It's And I don't have any interactions with anything and I don't have any adverse effects. I think what we've seen out there is when CBD gets into the hundreds and hundreds of milligrams, is when the adverse effects really start to show up. So I just wanted to point that out. For me, that's kind of my target area, really low on the THC and kind of medium uh, for, for CBD. And other ones are coming out now, CBG, CBN. So we'll continue to bring forward these thoughts about the different cannabinoids and how they interact and what are the indications they can help with. But uh, I hope that was helpful. And if there's any other words of wisdom or perhaps any correction you want to make um, on what I just said, Whit, I'll, I'll leave the last few words for you. 
You know, I think uh, just because this risk of a drug to drug interaction, we're having a conversation about it, Steve, it doesn't mean that a drug interaction will happen. At the end of the day, it's just important to be aware of how this plant medicine is absorbed, distributed and metabolized in your body and how it works with those pharmaceutical medications and what you need to do. At the end of the day, no drug is without risk or reward but you know your body best. So listen to it and talk to your doctors about this product. Well, thank you. Good words of wisdom, everybody. And to you, Wit, I wish all of you peace and good cannabis wellness. Until the next time. Bye. Toodaloo. Thanks for listening to Grandma and Her Gummies. If you like what you heard, the best thing you can do is share this episode with your friends and family. And be sure to follow and review us at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen in. To learn more about resources and products for safe and effective cannabis use or to share your cannabis story, visit our website at grandmaandhergummies.com. <laughs>